The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 662 for February 17th, 2019. Measuring network speed differences with phones over time, Apple's next media event will focus on services and how to determine if you're using T-Mobile's 600 megahertz network. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Kappas. Brought to you each week by the Cell Phone Junkie podcast application, available now for Android and iOS for $1.99. Well, AT&T this week added Chicago and Minneapolis to its list of cities that will get a true 5G network by the end of 2019. That list already includes Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Nashville, Orlando, San Diego, San Francisco, and San Jose. The companies already have 5G available to a limited group of customers in parts of Atlanta, Charlotte, Dallas, Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Louisville, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Raleigh, San Antonio, and Waco, Texas. The company plans to launch 5G nationwide by early 2020. The true standards-based millimeter wave 5G network is not yet available to most consumers, and no phones have been launched yet that support 5G. AT&T, of course, currently running a misleading campaign promoting their 5G Evolution, also known as 5GE network, which is actually, of course, 4G LTE. Uh, but Sprint also currently t- taking AT&T to court over that campaign. However, looking at what we are going to see in this 2019 year, I think AT&T is going to be a, a step ahead of many of the other networks because they're going to have all of these cities that are going to be launched. And these are pretty major cities as well. Right. So it's kind of weird how they're they're doing this with this 5GE. So what I think they're going to try to do is pretend that they're, you know, launching a nationwide 5G network, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the mission. However, they are actually launching some 5G. So that actually is good for the customers, especially in these markets. Uh, I saw the local news uh, this week uh, actually publicized this, uh, this story as well. So it's kind of interesting to actually see that in the local news. Yeah. And obviously, you know, anything that anytime the networks, uh, you know, that are getting built out makes it to mainstream media is a pretty big deal. But, um, you know, this is a kind of a a five year story, if you will, when you're talking about how long it takes for these networks to get built out and to be really nationwide. I mean, we talk about 4G and, uh, you know, LTE is still, uh, you know, it's not ubiquitous. I mean, you still find yourself uh, in places where you've got 3G. They're few and far between now, of course, but uh, there are still some of those places where you do. And it's going to be the same thing with 5G. You know, presumably it'll go a little bit faster, uh, but we're still years. It's not months uh, with uh, how long it's going to take to build this stuff out, especially when you look at the technology, uh, you know, not the technology, but the uh, the spectrum being used and what that's going to require from an infrastructure standpoint with more towers, more cells, uh, you know, more points. Uh, to be providing this coverage of the network, it's it's just going to be a long time coming, uh, and and we'll get there. It's just it's going to not be an overnight thing. Well, as Samsung celebrates the 10-year anniversary of its Galaxy line, the Korean hardware maker has announced that it will open its first U.S. retail stores. The company plans to open three Samsung Experience stores at locations around the U.S., with one at the Americana at Brand in L.A., one at Roosevelt Field in Long Island in Garden City, in New York, uh, in New York, and also one at the Galleria in Houston, Texas. Samsung's new retail stores will open on February 20th. That's the same day as the Galaxy S10's announcement and the firm's foldable smartphone announcement. Both will be unveiled at an event in San Francisco. The company also plans to launch pop-up stores at other malls throughout the U.S. in March. 
you know, that kind of reminds me back in the 90s and probably even the late 80s, uh, uh, Japan Sony had stores around uh, the country. There was one here in the Twin Cities that uh, uh, you could go in and find, you know, the latest TVs, receivers, uh, you know, Discmans and whatever products they sold, which, of course, they had a huge, you know, line of different products just like Samsung does. So it'll probably be the same concept, essentially. Yeah, well, and obviously, the, the you know, on the device side, the mobile side, you're going to see all the different things that they offer, uh, both on the phone and tablet side, certainly laptops, and I, who knows where else that will go. But yeah, I've, uh, they've got just about every single consumer electronic category covered. So it does make sense that they would do this, whether or not this is something that gets, you know, to, you know rolled out in the, the scale that, uh, you know, one of the, the other, I'll just say, kind of category killer electronic stores does is probably not, uh, you know, not likely, but I would, I would assume that we would see a few more of these pop up here and there, and especially in markets where they're trying to saturate uh, with either new technology or different things that are happening. In device news, uh, if you think your new iPhone feels faster on its cellular network than your prior model, you are correct. A new study from OpenSignal looks into the cellular performance of popular iPhones going back to 2013, and it nails down exactly what average speeds each model sees and how owners of the older models are missing out and how much speed sailors or how much sailor speeds for these iPhones have grown over the years. For those that have an iPhone 5S, 6, or 6 Plus, of course, that also includes uh, the, uh, the, the kind of that last generation of uh, devices. Uh, the research is showing that the models are capable of roughly half the speed of the newer iPhone XS and XS Max. Another interesting fact, the iPhone's cellular performance doesn't really change between 2015 and 2017 from the iPhone 6S all the way up to the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. That includes the SE, of course, too. Speeds finally saw a bump in the iPhone 10 release and another boost then with the XS and XS Max. Comparing newer iPhones, the numbers, uh, the numbers line up with the device's spec sheets. The iPhone XR coming a bit slower uh, than the XI, XS, and XS Max, uh, which have more capable modems. As for how cellular performance has grown over the years, there's been an 83% increase in speed from the 5S and 6 to the current XS and XS Max. So, uh, you know, kind of one of those... You, you, kind of know that your phone is going to perform faster as it goes but uh you see you know kind of on the surface well it's functioning on lte so it should be roughly the same uh, not really at all when you think about the different nuances that come with the different spe you know specific uh, technologies and how the enhancements have occurred uh, it really does make a difference in how fast the phone is yeah, and you know some of it's band related, but a lot of it's from the different antenna structure, like the MIMO and the different uh, ways they can do the beam forming, even to get the signal to be faster and you know stronger. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people don't even well, well I'm saying a lot of people, the vast majority of people are not thinking about this. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day who had a, an iPhone 10 on Verizon, uh, moved it over to T-Mobile, and um, was talking to him about his experience. And generally, he was he's been very happy with it. And I said, you know, you, you have to realize that the phone you have is not fully taking advantage of the entirety of the T-Mobile network. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in comments. But um, and I, I said, you know, so use it and hopefully it works for you because obviously you're saving money not having to buy a new phone, at least right now. Uh, but uh, just keep in mind that if you ever do experience any issues with it, those potentially could be uh, rectified by buying a new phone because it's got, to your point, Joey, the different bands and also the different technologies that are in there. So 
Uh, and I have seen that, uh, you know, with uh, the 10s that I have versus my wife's uh, 10. Uh, there is definitely some differences when you get into certain areas that have the different bands that are available. So uh, good to uh, to get that quantified uh, in how just how much faster these new devices are. Well, in Android device news, the LG G8 ThinQ, the company's next flagship phone, will have a 3D face scanner for biometric security and use its screen surface as the phone's earpiece. LG has made several announcements leading up to the phone's launch about its features, also confirming the phone's name, the LG G7 ThinQ, and that it will be fully unveiled at the Mobile World Congress trade show, which takes place the week of February 24th. The 3D face scanner will provide sophisticated security for phone unlocking and payment authentication. The scanner is an Infineon Real3 image sensor chip. It's tuned to infrared light and uses its own infrared light source, so it's unaffected by ambient light. It uses time-of-flight, or TOF, technology, which measures the time it takes for light to make the round trip to and from objects the light reflects off of. The screen-based earphone uh, is technology LG calls Crystal Sound OLED, or CSO. Uh, LG developed CSO in-house and says it repurposes the OLED display as a diaphragm, vibrating the entire surface to produce sound with an impressive volume. The G8 will also have a speakerphone using more traditional technology on the bottom, including the boombox design, which is also found in the G7, and that uses the interior of the entire phone as a resonance chamber to boost a bass and volume. So some sophisticated technologies being used here. Obviously very interesting to see how the manufacturers are going to be using uh, the device design changes to their advantage. And as we look to fewer ports, fewer switches, fewer holes in the device, just how that's going to impact the experience that you have with it. Yeah, that sounds fascinating to be able to use the screen as the speaker cone, essentially. So that's really, really neat. Uh, I know something like my iPad, I can feel the screen vibrating with the with, with the bass response in it because it's using the resonance chambers in the back. But I know that even that screen flexing the way it is doing is helping the sound quality, uh, reinforcing it just a little bit. So having the actual uh, screen designed as the speaker, that just sounds really neat. Well, and it's it's obviously amplifying the sound and also directing it appropriately. And it's uh, you know with the the you know design of the device itself, it's going to force it out kind of you know in a, a front uh, pattern, which is obviously going to be more impactful to the user of it as they're able to you know hear the uh, the volume that's coming directly at them out of uh, uh, the the metal portion of the device itself. In software news, Bloomberg this week uh, reporting that Apple will unveil its streaming video service at an event on March 25th. BuzzFeed News first reported the March 25th date in the context of Apple's new subscription service, but it was unclear at the time if the video service would also be included. According to Bloomberg, Apple was uh, has invited a handful of Hollywood stars to commemorate the launch of this video service. They say the Cupertino, California-based technology giant is planning a March 25th event to announce both services, according to people familiar with the plan. The iPhone maker invited Hollywood stars, including Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Garner, and director J.J. Abrams to attend, one of the people said. Now, as for the video streaming service itself, Bloomberg says the paid service will launch this summer, though they don't elaborate on whether or not some of the content will be made available for free, as other reports have suggested. 
Apple has created dozens of TV shows and movies to offer through its streaming video service. Two of the rumored guests at its 25th event, um, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston, have created dozens of TV shows. Uh, or excuse me, will will uh, star in one of the shows. Excuse me, the Apple News subscription uh, service will reportedly be priced at ten dollars a month. Though details on pricing for the video service remain unclear. So uh, obviously we've talked a lot uh, in the past and not as much in recent history about what is kind of happening with Apple and and how the services are going to become a much bigger part of what they offer to uh, the consumer. And you know, if, if you look at what has changed uh, over the last couple of years, uh, really it's it's been kind of this consumerization. Obviously the Apple TV has changed a little bit, although not significantly uh, with uh, you know the way that it's opened up its offering of, of the number of types of applications and things that it does. And then of course you've got the other types of uh, you know home products like the home pod uh, that you can buy now as well. So it's a you know it's a, a world of con- you know you know c- consumption for Apple at this point. They're trying to sell uh, these different services and uh, certainly the video side of things uh, makes a lot of sense and if they can start to at least extrapolate a little bit of money out of that that makes uh, makes sense for them. So no uh, real confirmations here on what it's going to mean. Uh, from the hardware side, with the exception of uh, we've been hearing about uh, this refresh of Apple's AirPods for about a year now, and it seems like we're almost there. And so um, this aforementioned spring event might be the launching point for these new headphones, but certainly not a guarantee. Uh, New features include the long-talked-about Qi wireless charging with uh, a new case that could be sold uh, to existing AirPods uh, owners as well, Uh, but also a possible new color uh, in black. Uh, Otherwise, though, the design and functionality, save for uh, the Siri integration, will largely be the same, and the rumors are suggesting that the cost of these AirPods will be around $200, but again, a lot of unknowns here. Right, and we just don't know what's going to happen because they they don't really ever, you know, pre-announce the events, but we haven't really seen a rumor of a hardware event yet. They, they thought that March 25th one was originally, but then it's obviously changed now. And uh, there has been some pretretty strong rumors of uh, iPad mini uh, fifth generation being released too. So that's pretty, uh, you know, kind of exciting that they're still um, possibly going to be kind of on the smaller device scale. So maybe there's still hope for an iPhone SE at some point, even though there's not been one rumored, there's been nothing showing on that. So that's uh, kind of disappointing for me. So I'm, I'm still going to hold out hope, but I uh, don't know. I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, kind of imagining uh, renderings, you know, of what a new iPhone SE would look like. But um, to your point, nothing is uh, is really solidifying with that. And, you know, as we've seen with uh, just about every piece of Apple hardware over the last few years, there's been at least something that's come out um, ahead of time, you know, showcasing what, uh, you know, if not the entire thing, uh, but at least portions of it. So <clears throat> I think we're we're probably going to be waiting a little bit longer. And unfortunately for you, I think that means this is probably uh, the end of this device. And so it's going to be a uh, <laughs> it's going to be a, a while here uh, in the desert, if you will, I think, before you have a, a new device that is going to make sense for you. If it ever comes, you might just either have to compromise or, or move on. Uh, one of the two. Well, questions uh, and comments this week. We've got uh, one, and uh, it's a follow-up from last week. Uh, and it comes from Kyle, and he says, Mickey and Joey, uh, related to the Band 71 conversation, 
At the end of show 661, there are two things that I find helpful determining where uh, the band 71 600 megahertz network is deployed. Perhaps someone else might find these helpful as well. Number one, the T-Mobile coverage map shows services that shows services deployed. Um, and I'll read this uh, website off here in just a second. Uh, but uh, you'll observe in the screenshot uh, when you drop a pin on a map, it will actually tell you what services are running there the frequency they run on, and the level of coverage to expect. So that can be found at maps.tmobile.com slash pcc.html question mark map equals mvno dash no roam dash three four L. I wish I could say it was a easier link than that, but that is where I found it. I tried at various iterations of it by dropping off some of the other pieces of it and I couldn't pull up the map. So uh, anyway, it's a um, maps.tmobile.com slash pcc.html question mark map equals mvno dash no roam dash three four L that will get you to a map and again, drop a pin around your house uh, or when you're traveling, wherever it is, and you'll be able to find uh, where uh, you've got 600 megahertz coverage. So that's the first way to do this. The second way is to use the field test mode on the iPhone. And I mentioned this last week, although I didn't go into the detail here. So thank you, Kyle, for verifying um, how to do this. So from the iPhone phone application, dial star 3001 pound 12345 star pound. So again, star 3001 pound 12345 star pound. Then you press call. Uh, once you do that, it pops you into the field test mode. Then from there, select LTE, then select serving cell info. And the second line there is the frequency band, and it will show you what LTE band you're using. Sometimes it can take a little bit for that screen to load, uh, but it was, it'll was it show you very uh, specifically what band it is that you're using uh, in a numerical format. So you can be looking for band 71, band 4, band 12, uh, you know, and, and some others as well, depending on what uh, what uh, network that you're on and uh, what band is being used, and that will give you the information that you're looking for. So, uh, but it was really interesting because what I what I verified actually through the the website, not by looking into the field test mode, was that uh, I was where I thought in one of the the areas where um, I had just assumed that I was using 600 and my wife's iPhone 10 was not was completely incorrect. It's, uh, there was no, no service to be found. Uh, but then there were two other areas, one in Colorado, one in Pennsylvania, uh, where I had taken recent trips uh, over the last three months. Uh, and both of those areas were very, very clearly 600 megahertz serving areas. And so it made a lot of sense that I was seeing better coverage there. So, uh, Kyle, thank you very much for this detailed ex- explanation of how to do this. And the link to this map is certainly quite helpful. And actually, the uh, star and the pound at the end are backwards. It goes pound star after the five. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Star 3001, pound 12345, pound star. So I guess easier to remember in that there's a star on either end of uh, what you need to dial there. So, um, and uh, again, if you want to check it out for yourselves, um, it's uh, obviously very, uh, it's very interesting to be able to look around and uh, and see where you've got this service. And if you're a T-Mobile customer, uh, you'll probably find it uh, interesting as I did. You know, and I, I guess this is, you know, kind of a, a, a kind of a piece that you, you never, uh, until you have the coverage, until you have that different network in your device, you don't really think about it as much as you necessarily did, uh, you know, back, it'll just say, you know, years ago when we were really just talking about, you know, one or two networks that were out there. 
Uh, but now we've got, you know, multiple different bands that are serving uh, the each of these different networks. And, it, you know, you, every phone seemingly has more bands in it, so it's it can function better than the last one. And so um, there are there are different reasons to upgrade devices now uh, than there used to be. And it's not just because you're looking for a new technology. You're looking for a new spectrum, uh, you know, chunk of spectrum that the device is able to take advantage of. And if you want to know, my uh, Verizon iPhone uh, SE right now is on uh, frequency band uh, number four. Right. And that is the, I, I believe, uh, the 1700 megahertz band, uh, which was the band... Uh, is that right, or is that the is that the eight hundred seven hundred megahertz one? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because that was a there's Verizon takes advantage of really two primary primary ones. One is the seven hundred, and one is seventeen hundred. So it's the old AWS. But yeah, you've got four and twelve. I know those are the two the two numbers that I think about are the two main ones. So, um, but uh, anyway, those are the uh, the easy ways to uh, to to go about figuring out what your phone is using. And it is the 1700, so that's the the Verizon's XLTE service, they call it. That's right, and I believe the phone defaults to that if it's available, uh, because there's obviously, they, it, it's a, a, I'll just say, a better spectrum to use if it can reach it. So uh, that does make a lot of sense. And I say better, not because it's better, like, in propagations, you know, characteristics or anything like that. It's just it's better because they can they can get speeds that are faster because they've got fewer users on each cell because the cells are spaced closer together, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us email to questions at the cell phone junkie dot com or uh, give us a call at six five zero nine nine nine. 0524 and we'll get whatever you have to say on a future show joey thank you very much as always for your time we'll talk to you later thanks for listening for more information about the stories you've just heard visit us at the cellphonejunkie.com. junkie.com